Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And we are going to start uh, no longer dipping the toes into the draft pool. We are going to start diving into that sucker uh, tonight. The combine's rolling, and uh, I don't know about you guys out there, but man, there's nothing quite like watching large men in shorts and shirts that are way too small for them do really athletic things. Uh, it is it is exciting as hell, let me tell you. Um, the guys are here except for Scarpino. We may have to send out some form of emergency flare. I, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. Um, I don't think he's messaged. Uh, he just posted in Slack that he's on the way. Oh, all right. Very good. Very good. Thank you. And uh, anyway, welcome to those viewing us live. Burner is in. George is in. Welcome aboard. As always, thanks so much for being loyal uh, viewers, listeners to this huge mess we put on once a week. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Steelers have coaches that watch college players really they do and hello to jen as she jumps on you know if if they watch yeah. any player at the combine they're definitely drafting that guy. yes yeah and that's 100 100 it is going to happen yes um if you see a steelers coach uh, within 50 yards of a a prospect then that means we are drafting that prospect. Well, I just especially if, if he that. says hi to him. Y- yes. It, it, now, if it he turns into hi. an actual conversation, then, then well, yeah, could I be mean, first round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scarpino has made it with his uh, Scarpizio wine there, it looks like. So, a little, little wine there? Yeah, red, red wine, heart healthy, goes oh, to my yeah. head, makes me forget. You be 40, red, red wine. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, confession. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I forgot to do Casey this week, so uh, I had to get a hold of him. I had to get a hold of him last minute, and he assured me that uh, uh, he will be available. So that's a bonus. Wow, that's that's putting some pressure on there, man. You know, you've had some pretty stellar Casey's the last few times out. It's, and, it's uh, been show biz. It's that's what I call it show business, right? <laughs> the biz burners coming. Those in of us already. in the biz. What I miss? I'm sorry. I book miss. club. Did yes, you just get yes. back from book club? <laughs> I got bad. I got bad cholesterol, so I'm trying to drink red wine, which is oh, hard healthy. That's good stuff. Such a fucking um, liar. So, guys, we're we're gonna I jump into to it tonight. <laughs> um, and and you know, some of the some of the first stuff we'll talk about. I I don't think it's news to anybody. Um, that's been a long time Steelers fan, but I I think it does bear a little bit of repeating. Um, and and, and that is. Oh, wait. How do the Steelers go about drafting in the first round? Um, you know, because there, there's the idea that it's best player available. Well, no, it's it's the position we need the most. Uh, well, not necessarily. It, it, it's the youngest guy, you know. And so what is, and, and Ben, I'll throw it to you first. What is, in your best way of putting it, the way the Steelers attack the first round of the draft every year? It's the best available player at a position of need. I mean, it's not complicated. Mm-hmm. It's and it's not what we think. It's what they think, obviously. Um, and they prefer. They don't always do this, but they prefer. They did not do this last year to get younger players that they can put on a five-year deal where they get as as Tomlin liked to put it, 
We like to get them for their red shirt season. Yeah, that's a good way. So, to it. you know, a lot of times they'll bring in young guys that fit a prototype. They're, they're not necessarily finished products, but they, um, they fit a need mm-hmm. and they're outstanding athletes because you're not, you're not necessarily going to get an outstanding athlete that's close to a finished product drafting at the end of the first round, which is typically where the Steelers draft this year. We're drafting toward the middle. Right. Um, so we get a little better shot at that depending on how this thing falls. And we have a lot of needs. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could go, they could go corner. They could go defensive line. They could go offensive tackle. If one of the tackles is there, mm-hmm. they could go inside linebacker. If, if one of the, you know, the premier linebackers, is there. there's only one I can think of that, that, yeah. And I, I, this is not a good linebacker class. Like, I kind of, not. I hope they, I really hope they sign one or two. I, uh, you know, one of them will be one of them will be Robert Spillane. So let's yes. I, let's hope they sign one more, and you know, go into the season that way. Um, try and and add to the the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And and then let's go from there. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of different directions they could go. I mean, for, they could surprise us and and yeah. and take a friggin' wide receiver. I don't think they will at seventeen, but they they might surprise us and do that. If the value is just too great to pass up, they might do it. You never know. Yeah, that's a word I'm going to come back to, Ian. As yeah. I'll just ask you as a fan. Not as the s- guy with all the spreadsheets, <laughs> just as a fan. The <laughs> guy all fans all a bunch of spreadsheets. <laughs> no, you, you know, Ben made the, the comment that the, the, the Steelers will oftentimes take a younger guy and his red, uh, the red shirt year. Does yeah. that as a fan bother you? Would you rather they took a guy that I want this guy to play now? Well, I mean, usually the guy does play now also, but it's usually more so than in past years. Yeah, there's there's somewhat of a learning curve and really for the past decade. I think I think like Cam Hayward was probably the last first round pick they didn't expect Mm -hmm. to come in and play right away, because even, you know, when you look to 2013 with Jarvis Jones, which was not a great first round pick, but they that was the year they let James Harrison go in free agency because they didn't want to pay him um, or didn't have the cap space to pay him. And then, um, you know, drafted Jarvis Jones to fill that spot and expected him to start. So really for the last decade, they've expected their first round picks to start. And the only one that really was over, you know, kind of what their normal age of drafting first round guys is, was Najee Harris. Mm -hmm. Um, Talked about that a lot on the show that year that we were like, Najee's a lot older than what they usually draft. They usually draft underclassmen. They usually draft guys who are, you know, 20, 21, 22 years old. but if you're only going to get five years out of a running back anyway, who cares? Yeah, right. Right. Um, that's so, exa- that's so exactly why that worked. The, the other yeah. thing I was going to mention was I had a really good bead on what Kevin Colbert's trends were, but we don't know necessarily what Omar Khan's trends are going to be. Um, but Kevin really you mean Mike preferred... Tomlin's trends? Well, okay. sorry. We'll get into that. Yes. Kevin, Kevin preferred guys from major conference schools that were highly athletic. Ben's right that were young. Yeah. Um, but also that came from winning programs. We drafted, I think uh, I had it tracked for a while. I think we drafted the most players from teams that finished ranked in the top 25 Mm -hmm. of any team in the league. So Kevin liked guys that came from winning programs. He liked guys who were leaders, guys that were team captains in college. Um, 
and also, you know, highly athletic, especially in the early rounds, major program guys. Um, and then the, the youth as well. That, that, um, but you asked me yeah. as a fan, yeah. you know, what I would like to see. The other thing I want to throw out there in addition to what Ben said is, you know, depending on how this board falls this year, um, obviously Alex Highsmith's in the last year of his rookie deal. And we don't have another starting safety under contract right now, other than Minka Fitzpatrick, which granted, you know, we could resign Terrell Edmonds. There's DeMonte mm-hmm. KZ. There was two starter capable guys that we had, but both of them are going to be free agents. Mm-hmm. If Brian branch from Alabama is there at 17, they may seriously take a look at him too, because that kid can play all over the field and you put him and Minka back there together and you could do a whole bunch of different things with your safety. So I really wouldn't, the only position I would count out in the first round would be quarterback and running back. And other than that, they could take anything at this point. Well, yeah, and, and, I, I think that yeah. r- that wide receiver is a long shot. So is tight end. Yeah. But yeah, everything else is on the table, man. I mean, everything, even edge, which, mm-hmm. yep. If, if, if you've got an edge there that's such a great value, you just can't pass them up. Maybe you well, grab them because they they need talent there. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know to to my opening sarcastic comments, you know there have been some edge guys tonight that have done very very well for themselves, and they're they fit a lot of those categories. The, the yeah. youth, top twenty five teams, things like that. Mister Scarpino uh, of the four of us is the only one to have ever laid eyes on an official Steelers draft board. And, um, you know, now I, my, my understanding is you lose about three years of your life every time you look at it for like longer than two or three (laughs) seconds. Um, but you know, so Scarps, where in the process is that board? Does it even have a name on it yet? Or is it still all a bunch of jumble and then they'll start working on it? Um, I sort of, I sort of go into this similar to I'm sure how the Steelers still do it and, and mm-hmm. other teams do it. I'm not even looking at names right now. Mm-hmm. You guys are mentioning names and whatnot. There is so much shit that's going to happen in between now and the draft. We yeah. got obviously combine. Good I mean, point. look at what already happened with Jalen Carter. I mean, we like we. I mean projected number one our overall yep. pick you know potentially he, he, yeah potentially yep. he's in some legal trouble right now um we got the combine we got the pro days um we got pre-draft visits follow-up mm-hmm. interviews medical follow-ups all this stuff so um i'm sure you know the steelers definitely have uh their they, of course everybody has their sort of targets or whatnot but sure. but right now um, the board is to me, is it as important as it will be the day before. And that's when they always do their mock draft. And I think to me, that's more important than their board because that's when they lay out mm-hmm. what they think is going to happen. Uh, how they think all the other teams are going to, to do their thing. Um, and it they didn't do point, a mock draft last year. They I think abandoned the, it. The last couple they years. Didn't? No, the, the last Kevin couple didn't years, do one, he, and he talked about it. Kevin had said they did it differently. They basically said like they 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 redid well, it a different way. That they, they, Kevin yeah. said, like if we did it as if we had the number one pick, who would we take? Okay, 
then if that guy was gone to some other team and we had the number two pick, who would we take? Okay, if those two guys were gone and we had the next pick, who would we take? And that was kind of how they did their quote-unquote mock draft exercise the last couple of years. Okay. Still, yeah. which I, is, I mean, it's similar, I, but I not exactly it. I left the same. in 2017. Yeah. So, you know, but the, but the point is, yeah. I, as I've said many times on the show, I don't expect there to be this totally different philosophy of how they've handled right. things right. over the years. Um, so I wouldn't take, I would, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't buy into anything that anybody's saying at this time right now and whatever board or, you know, what the, whatever they may have. But yeah, I was a little surprised that, that Omar Khan was as forthcoming as he was in so much as he he admitted that Kevin Weidel was going to stack the board. Yeah, and, I was surprised Weidel, by that yeah. too. I, I mean, was. I I was I was shocked by that. So basically you're letting this guy okay, that's fine. I mean, cuz I mean, you, you know that, what? That though? was Kevin Colbert's job before. <laughs> well, and we talked about we talked about that on the show is 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 Kevin is a football guy. Omar is not. Omar right. is not a football guy. So I think Omar is going to let the football people handle that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I'm sure no, Omar is going to have a say in it. Sure. Rightfully, rightfully so. He's been there a very long time. Good for him. Uh, you know, obviously you don't get, you know, that's, it's not charity. You know, he, he, he deserved that position and he earned that mm-hmm. position. Um, but I also think sometimes, you know, you need to know what your limitations are, or what, you know, what you're not the best at and, I think he's got a staff in place. He also mentioned Mark Sadowski, um, and he also mentioned Sheldon White yep. uh, and and Dan Colbert, Kevin Colbert's son. Um, so again, like I don't think they're going to reinvent the wheel when it comes to this thing. But it, I agree, Ben. It was a very surprised Omar s- said that Andy's going to build it um, yeah. because Andy is not the general manager. He's the assistant. Well, he's GM the assistant general manager, whatever, though. But, yeah. You know, basically right. he's. He's effectively running the player personnel department. Yep. Under under a general manager. So it's like I'm, the old school uh, uh Tom Donahoe, director of player personnel. Right. When they didn't really have a GM different uh, titles. The GM was was Dan Rooney. Yeah. I'm really yeah. curious how it plays out because Omar said like Andy and his group are gonna set the board. Yep. And then Art Mike Tomlin and Omar are going to make the picks. And I'm kind of like, if you don't have somebody who set the board involved in making the picks, how's this going to play out? Well, and- he, he did say that he, that he and Mike were going to have some, some input obviously in, into how the board. They're, they're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. point. And, and yeah. yeah. And, and Tomlin, I mean, we, we talk about this every year. He, he just loves getting out there and watching these guys mm-hmm. and getting up close yeah. and talking to them when they're running drills and, and they're in huddles at the senior bowl and, taking them out to dinner and trying to get to know them as people. Um, doesn't sound like he puts a lot of stock in the interview process, but Omar talked about the fact today that that he does put some stock in the interview process. Well, And, and maybe that's well, his piece. If he's maybe, not necessarily a player eval guy, then maybe Omar helps fit that mold as, you know, I, I like sitting down and just chatting to these guys so I can give my two cents that way. More Outside of, obviously, the money, man. We know he's but these guys, that, but. these guys are coached. So oh, much on every time. aspect of the combine. I mean, they they do nothing from the end of the season yeah. to the combine, but work on performing in these drills as as best they can. Yeah. On they they work through mock interviews with teams. They work on every aspect of this job interview for two months before it happens. That's why when when guys 
like blow things off and fuck this up. I'm like, seriously, dude, this is like the the biggest job interview of your entire yes, life. Huge. How did you not take that seriously? It's it's like those pageant contestants. And if you, you know, you go through every okay. single phase, like in know? South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, no, Ben, you're absolutely right. And also, you know, for the guys that for the guys that don't get to go to the combine. You know, then they're only getting maybe one opportunity at a pro day and maybe a pre-draft visit at the facility. But I agree. Right. Like if you're at the combine, you, you're getting an opportunity there. You're getting an opportunity at a pro day. You're more likely getting another opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you have three mm-hmm. opportunities to make an impression. And you're right. Like, I mean, bo- I mean, every one of us has had had a job interview. Like we maybe get a, a day to prepare, you know, like, hey, are you, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, you're right. These guys get multiple months to prepare but they I'll hire t- coaches i mean my god but i'll tell you though man I, i'll tell you i like i have i've never sat in on an interview but i i've given my fair share of uh i've been in my fair share of conversations with like potential free agents and you'd be surprised how guys just lock up and don't get comfortable even though yeah. they're basically they're basically like they're interested in you and you're interested in them and they get a little weirded out about that. Like two middle schoolers at their first day. Yeah. yeah, It's like, 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 you're this far away from the person and you're in seventh grade dance. It's weird. It's uh, Ryan Ryan's point earlier that the Steelers now they, I, I not knowing a whole lot of inside info, but I think they're more in the information gathering stage still that they're still, they just want to get out. and, And Tomlin talked about this with the, you know, with the senior bowl and the shrine game and even the combine, he said in the past, you know, he just wants to get out and and meet guys and start talking to them and kind of see what they're like. Because the other thing you have to consider is yes, you're drafting a player, but you have to consider how that player and their personality is going to fit into that room of, you know, 52 other guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, just how it meshes with the team and they want to, their information gathering, right? They want to get to know people. They want to get to know their situations, their medicals, all that, all that stuff plays into it. Um, and there was one beat reporter today. I don't remember who it was, um, but he basically said, like, you know, every every prospect you talk to, if you ask them if they talk to Mike Tomlin, they're going to say yes. You know, even if it was just to say hello. So, you know, you can stop tweeting that the Steelers have talked to this guy because they have literally talked to everybody here. Yeah. And that's just yeah. how Tomlin operates, that he just wants to get out there and, you know, get, get social butterfly. With everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I, he is that dude. Like, that's just who he is. And like, that's why we've always said he's a great, he's a great leader of men. He's, he might not be the, the greatest coach, but he's a great leader of men. And it's true. Like, I mean, I mean, the dude, like, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times, like the dude would like just have a normal conversation. You'd be like, wow, I feel like I feel like I'm better for having this conversation. And like, it wasn't even about anything important. So like, and, 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 and like, as a, is is again we talked about this last week he's only one of two black head coaches in the league um you know you got you know he's been in this league how many years now 15 16 years mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. won a super bowl mm-hmm. he he's one he's one of the most successful coaches of all time um and he's just a, he's a natural communicator so like right. i mean people like people like these these young kids are going to flock to him as it is but he just yeah. has that thing about him where like he just like he controls a room. He knows how to talk to anybody and everybody. He's just like always been able to captivate an audience. So, you know, Didi today tweeted like Mike Tomlin's winning the combine, and it's like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You know, right. Didi's wonderful, but like I'm like, 
but of course he is that that that's him like that's who he is like of course he's winning the combine he's 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 great he's great like that ryan real quick do, do you think the steelers still have jalen carter on the board if, i mean with, i don't know, know how you don't i mean i that's the other thing too like again like ah so like <laughs> We don't know. We don't know exactly what nope. happened. Nope. We first of all, there, there's three sides to every story. Mine, yours, and the truth. Um, and and we weren't there, so we have no idea mm-hmm. what happened. We don't know what's going to come out of this. Um, obviously, when when your name is is associated with something with a tragedy like this, it's never a good thing. And right. But you know what? You got to let that legal process play out because. At the end of the day, I know I know people aren't going to like to hear this, but at the end of the day, uh, this is a, a business, and it's a business about winning, uh, especially and winning championships. Um, so for you to take championship, this, if for, for you <laughs> to take off Jalen Carter to take like whether you're the Steelers or any team, if you mm-hmm. if you say right now I'm absolutely not drafting this kid, then you're probably not a winning organization. Um, and I know the Steelers have had some troublemakers in the past, but like please find me an organization. Uh, that didn't have a troublemaker or someone that that had Absolutely. issues, and I, uh, you know, I, I think about it. I think about it often. But you know, for as great as the Patriots were, uh, and they they had a tight end that was a murderer, um, and whether they knew that or not, mm-hmm. or they did know it, they chose to think he could get better on his own, or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Every team has 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 had players that have, have maybe not to that extent, but every right. team has had players that have had issues. Well, speaking to that issue, um, you know, a few years back, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems it was kind of around the James Conner draft was when it, it seemed like the Steelers really made a concerted effort to to draft good people. You know, um, to to not go for risky. Individuals. It was a year or two after the 2010 draft. Okay, when they took a bunch of character risks and 2012, uh, uh, Mike Adams second round. Mike Adams second round. Mike Adams showed up at the facility because he was told he was off the Steelers draft board. He showed up, and they said, "If you can pass a drug test right now, right now." We'll put you back on the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you write them a letter too? Like, please. Oh, he, yeah, he, was, he, he yeah. did. But they, they, you know, they were like, whatever. <laughs> Kevin went after we picked him second round. Kevin did a press conference afterwards, and Kevin never does a press conference unless it's after the first round. He did a first. He does the first right. round, and then he does the end of the draft. Yeah, it's usually he, position he walked, coach. He walked yeah. down the hallway and said, "I want to talk about this," and we were like, "All right, whatever." Like, Kevin's fine. But I remember when he did that to me that like like if if I was Mike Adams and by the way Mike Adams great dude we still keep in touch sucks it didn't pan out but like uh it, 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 I mean he remember he got remember he got stabbed on the south side yeah I, I yeah I was just shit. thinking about Holy that yeah shit. yeah that People was insane that. like he almost yep. died but he's it, follow Mike Adams on Instagram he's like a yoga coach now yoga instructor the dude you wouldn't even recognize him he's shredded right shit he's yep. like six seventies it's unbelievable um but no I I remember when Kevin did that because and it, and I mean he had he smoked some weed like I mean look, yeah and now when like I work, 10 yeah. years later yeah. that shit happens somebody <laughs> smokes weed and gets caught what? We fucking laugh. When really, I you're taking them off your draft board yeah. for smoking weed? Right. When I when I worked there, I was like, 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 
I like like part of me was like, oh, we don't want this guy. He smokes marijuana. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but then the other part of me was like, hold on. Six, seven, three, ten. Yep. I don't know. You know, we could figure that out. But no, it's yeah. But I mean, it, it, if you look, if you go back at all of our pasts, we are all not perfect. Uh, we probably people would probably say we have, especially me, we have some character issues. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, it's just way too early to take a guy off the draft uh, off the board right now. Okay. Because of, of something that happened. <laughs> Steelers, um, Steelers freak, pause for the cause. Ste- <laughs> <laughs> puff, puff, pass, baby. Right on. Uh, That's listen, hilarious. Uh, Ian, um, as far as a player like George Pickens from last year, mm-hmm. okay, we, we knew there was a few things. You know, he got mm-hmm. ejected from a game. He'd done a couple of stupid things. But... <laughs> like squirting water on a Tennessee player. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Always good to have the water bottle at the ready. Uh, yeah. um, but... <laughs> But I mean, we look at what he's done since he was drafted, mm-hmm. and he's done pretty well, you know, as both mm-hmm. a player and and uh, off the field as well, as far as we know. Um, so where where are you in this idea that the Steelers, you know, will 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 be a little bit risky in terms of some guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think you have to consider a couple factors. Number one is that you know on this show. Five years ago, which it's hard to believe it was that long, but Crazy. you know, we all said how sick we were of the you know drama-filled Steelers yeah. with the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, all that other stuff happening. Uh, you know, Martavis Bryant. That you know, we wanted a team without drama. Well, so much. If you talent. want a team without drama, you can't keep drafting players that have character potential character issues. So sometimes there's some give and take, but also. Players are human beings, and they mature, in theory, as they get older. Some do, some don't. Some wide receivers don't mature. Some other players do mature. Um, No offense, Ryan. Um, (laughs) But, but, you know, some some players, and, you know, to his credit, uh, Joe Mixon was a guy who had some huge, huge issues coming out of college. I mean, he was on video punching a woman in a bar. I wanted nothing to do with him, no, but by all place. accounts, after yeah. hours place. Yeah. Yeah. By, it was, uh, he broke seven bones in her face. Yeah. But uh, by all accounts, know, he's been pretty clean. In yeah. The NFL, he, he was, so, he was 18 you know. when he did that and, and he was genuinely remorseful. Right. And yeah, I agree with what you just said though. When, when he came out in the draft, I wanted absolutely no, nothing to do with same, that guy. Yeah, I same. was like fucking scumbag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, he fucked up and and he's a human being and it was a gigantic fuck up. So to your point, you're absolutely right. There are, there are things in everybody's past that maybe they're not afraid. They're not proud of rather. Yeah. When yeah, I think that's, that's where the interviews come in, right? Like you talk to a guy, you talk about their situation and you're like, okay, did this guy learn from this thing or is he going to keep making stupid decisions as we go forward? You know, yeah. is he remorseful for it? Is yeah. he mature enough to be like, okay, I screwed up and here's what I should do in the future. Or is he going to be like, I didn't do anything wrong. It was everybody else's fault. Just, you know, point right. fingers at everybody. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Certain wide receiver who. Just bought a team. And I was just going to say, congratulations, AB. He's the proud owner of the, what is it, the Albany something or others? or uh, Yeah, it's not even, it's not the arena team that his dad played for because they're defunct. 
Right. It's, it's a, just it's in another arena team in Albany. I and he bought a piece of it. He didn't buy the whole thing. Okay. So I I don't know what the point of this was other than to try and cozy up to his father who made him homeless when he was 12. Would, I don't get it, man. I, I would not be a bit surprised if he shows up and plays. I just don't get it. I am no, I don't I'm I don't at a either. loss. You know, I to oh, good, Ryan. No, good, you know, I can Okay. It's, it's to, just a to something that was just said in the chat about people with a little bit of an edge. Um I I do think and Mark, if you want to put it up on the screen, um, I, I do think there's something to that, though, that we did draft some guys who were, quote unquote, nice guys and almost like too nice to play in the NFL. Um, Jarvis. Like, well, I was going to say Daniel McCullers was a guy that, you know, Daniel he was what, six foot eight, three fifty yeah. or something like just a, a huge mountain of a man. Yeah. And, when, and when he got pissed, he was unstoppable. It just yeah, wasn't but, often enough. But he just didn't get pissed often enough. And, yeah. You're playing football. Like, You're playing a physical a, game, especially yeah. on defense. If a center did some something fucking that... dirty to him, he would bury him. Yeah. But yeah. that that's what it took to motivate him. Yeah. You you got to get some guys that have that edge that w- are willing that's... to go out there and put their body on the line and, and play physical because it's a physical game. We're not out yeah. here playing baseball. We're playing yeah. football. And and Jarvis allegedly was like that. I don't know. I mean, Ryan, you knew him. I Fuck, I don't know. Another great dude. He, <clears throat> I just... I just don't think it like he, it's not that he didn't try. It's mm-hmm. not that he did try. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he, I just don't think he ever had everything in place at the same time to be successful. He needed a little um, Greg Lloyd in him is what he needed. Yeah. And, and he actually, <laughs> yeah. the, I think he got, I think it was 2014. He was having a decent start to the year and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and, remember and that. that basically was it. I think it was the Carolina but, game, but then he finished Carolina. the year strong. I remember that, yeah, uh, versus Joe Thomas in that last game. And I was like, fuck, that's the best tackle in the league. And he had a good game versus him. And it was only one sack, but he had like seven pressures or something right. ridiculous. Right. I, re- I, and I remember, I remember when we drafted him, obviously, everybody was excited. Um, and I remember, I remember Coach Tomlin. He he made a comment about like he made a comment about like being mean, like Jarvis is mean. And I remember hearing them like, "Oh God damn it!" Like like oh, here we go. Like we're gonna like <laughs> like he's gonna be a dick. And like right. and he came there and he was so nice. And I was like, okay, I was like, maybe when he's on the field. Oh wait. And then he got on the field and he wasn't so mean. And and you know, but anyway, they, he, they deleted uh, one of my comments. Unbelievable. Who did? Apparently, uh, YouTube. Hey, listen, free <clears throat> beach. Just saying, YouTube. If you're uh, don't, 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 Ryan, don't. were you on site at the famous Jarvis Jones Subway? No, uh, picture. <laughs> I, I just wanted to know if maybe you, you you took a little piece of roast beef off the side of his face or something. No, no, uh, but I'll tell you what, man. Um, the only thing creepier than than that Jarvis Jones subway lookalike <laughs> thing was the commercial that Russell Wilson did earlier this year, and then they actually took it down. They did. Russell Wilson had the Danger Witch, and he had like a sandwich in his hand, and he was just talking to the camera, and he was giving off some major Buffalo Bill vibes from Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. And I, I honestly don't know, like. <laughs> Lord, he was. I, I don't even want to see the behind the scenes. No. <laughs> thing for that one. 
because he was like, "You ever do something dangerous?" And he like takes a bite of a sandwich. He's like, "He's like, ooh, no, that is dangerous." Right. And I'm like, "God damn, I'm uncomfortable right now." And then he said, <laughs> "Country, let's ride," and I felt so much better about my Super Bowl prediction. But so be it. Uh, hey, just a quick reminder that uh, you're listening to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing, and we are very proud to be part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. And right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, use promo code TPPN. First deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Russell Wilson, 100% serial killer. Yeah, I, I'm starting to wonder that myself. I, I don't know. Um, there is a young man named Jack Campbell, who was having himself a night. And uh, guys, we've seen plenty of people like this in the past. Uh, Mike Mamoulas, if you will, who were workout warriors. But this kid is a linebacker from Iowa, and um, he is uh, doing very well this evening. I, I believe he has, um, and I'm, I'm just looking here, he was one of the tops in the 20-yard shuttle, the three-cone. Uh, top, uh, top five or 10 in the broad and the vertical and had a very good 10 yard split. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, again, we've seen these types of things before, but he's probably making himself some money, um, to, to say the least. And, and uh, I, know, I don't even know this player. I won't lie. Was he? Yeah. Linebacker <laughs> out of Iowa. Did he say, um, he, was he the one that said he's amphibious? Yes, okay. yeah, that's exactly where I was going. He said you got to be amphibious as a linebacker. And amphibious. He meant, he meant it. What he was, he he didn't like use a, a inappropriate term. He no, just he was said, simply saying I got to be, be like able a frog. To... You got to be able to be in water and on land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and uh, uh, but he's having himself a night, and and some of these other guys, uh, you know, supposedly on the the Steelers uh, list are as well. But so you know, we're we're two months uh out now from uh the nfl draft um so what you're saying is people are gonna go back and watch his tape because oh, of the oh, night he's having no question and his teammate <clears throat> is another one uh lucas van ness is having a pretty good night there in indianapolis tonight too and again he's another guy that fits the bill young um and and long Good motor, all those things, and, Who the and fuck I never heard of a six-five guy with thirty with thirty-two inch arms, thirty-one point seven eight. I, wow, that's weird. The guy's built weird. Yeah, T Rex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, not you know, not quite Doug Ligurski, but no, you know, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. The guy has short arms for a guy. Another who's good, another good dude. Yeah, I'm um, sure. Just, I mean, just and, real... and Ligurski honestly was a good center. He just he did a nice job. Wasn't my favorite guard. No, well, they. Uh, uh, I got a quick story about Doug Ligurski. He's a great dude. Remember John Malecki? He played for Pitt. He was also yeah. he was, he was yeah. like a he he was on and off the practice squad more more than Ross Ventrone, who was also a Stealer. Yeah. Um, they I what I used to love is like before practice, like like they 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 were in the corner it was like Pouncey Gilbert. Ben and they didn't have music blasting like like 
they had their phones playing. So there'd be some rap going, and Doug Ligurski and John Malecki would fire up Billy Squire's Lonely is the Night. <laughs> and You're kidding. I, I would laugh my ass off. Like it was like like they play like Ted Nugent's stranglehold. Like it was it was pretty comical. Um yeah. Yeah. imagine how mu- how long a guy like like Russ Ventrom would last now with the current practice squad rules. He'd still like he'd, the league. He'd play 10, 12 years. Yep. Yes. No practice lead, practice Hall of Famer. He would be a practice no squad yep. special teams Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah, um, you're dead right. He'd still be in the league now. So <laughs> what, what I was getting at is, is you know, we're, we're two months out. And, and obviously, it, it, I, I don't even like asking the question of, who do you think the Steelers will draft? I, I, I just – but if the Fucking board breaks – that's a very good-looking bottle. Very right, nice, right? Isn't bottle. it? It's super fancy. Yeah, it's very, nice. very pretty. Very nice, nice label. Um, Calumet Farms, ten year. Calumet Farms. Yes. Unlike um, you two, I have friends because people like me. No. And that, so I no, got that is not true. You mean birthday. the band you two or us two? Y- yeah, you two. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a good Bono question. Be the Bono as well. I, I don't think that Bono has any friends, so that's that's a fair yeah. point. Yeah, I think I, was, I think Ben I was referring to the two of you. Uh, I think ben you. has Ben has like an entire closet just for his novelty shirts and sweatshirts. Uh, Actually, I, I, I do have do a lot like of that them. shirt, Ben. It, it, it is good. It is good. If, for I'm those all that about positivity. He's he's wearing a shirt that says "Bu They'll Adjust." Um, and that, that could not be any more appropriate for this guy. Let me tell you, it could not um, be any more appropriate for this fucking show. <laughs> Burners and Fuego tonight. Let me tell you, uh, you meet some nice people at AA. Um, it's I, true, and they give you whiskey, Burner. They give you whiskey. Thanks, Johnny. Oh, there he is. Uh, no, we don't. Found out speech. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> Scree- Screech did die, unfortunately. That was and, a couple uh, years ago now, right? It was. Yeah, I am, think I am broke I the that one story. that brought that up? Fuck! I, I know. I, I was, feel like I. I feel like you made the. Fuck! I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you made the. American, uh, he might have been on the America Top Forty. Then you mentioned. Uh, if not, he should be. You mentioned wide receivers. I mean, a Dustin few Diamond had a, a long career, including some pornographic films. He did. <laughs> he, he did. did. Yeah, uh, well, I screech. mentioned what. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Uh, yeah, to we've gotten way the fuck off this rail. Um, <laughs> You mentioned wide receivers, and I was reading a lot in the last couple of days it, it about how the, the the wide receivers are good, but it, a lot of the experts aren't overly thrilled with this class. It's a top-heavy class. Ooh, yeah, yeah. would be the way I would describe it. It's not, um, it's not incredibly deep. Like the cornerback class, the the cornerback class is fucking good. It is. It's very good. There are going to be some good values in the second and third round. I mean, the Steelers would be – they could draft two of them this year. This is the year to do it if you want to Mm -hmm. pull from that that, uh, group. The the thing that concerns me is their lack of success with drafting corners. I mean, like, this is the antithesis of their wide receiver drafting skill. Where they're so fucking good, like well said. You know, they could just be like, "I'm just gonna pick one now. This is the one you draft tomorrow, no matter what." And it doesn't matter; it'll be fine. Trust me. They're just fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who who they pick at wide receiver; they're just fucking good. Corner, on the other hand, 
It doesn't matter who they pick. That yeah. guy either needs a lot of time or sucks. <laughs> do, do you think they need to draft a wide receiver? Uh, I would prefer that they drafted or signed a wide receiver. I actually would prefer they signed a wide receiver, to be honest okay. with you. I'm at I, I'd like them to draft a guy who can inject a little bit of that no-nonsense attitude into yep. that room. A veteran, like a Jericho Kotchery. Like, if there mm-hmm. was a guy like that in, out there as a free agent this year, that would be a perfect addition I, to this I'm group. telling you, man, Robert Woods. Robert Woods is available. He's a, Robert slot, Woods. Guy. He's a slot guy. I don't know I about do- his character, but like uh, Kotchery, a DHB, high-character yep. dude. Nope. Um, you know, helped some of the guys like get their shit together financially because <laughs> his mom yeah. was as a CPA and he was like, you, you need to, you need to set some money aside for later, you know, shit like that, like common sense things, yeah. young guys mm-hmm. all of a sudden have a bunch of cash and you got a guy who's been doing it for a while and he's like, Hey, hang on. Uh, yeah. I, I had a big contract too. Uh, let me talk you through this. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I, you know, Austin is, is such an unknown. I mean, he he's not only unknown to fans, he's unknown to them. I, I honestly, I don't think they've seen nearly enough. They, well, they haven't seen any in game action, but um, I mean, just, yeah. I, I mean, Steven Sims, God bless him. He's, he's a fine returner. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, he'll do a little something. He made some nice catches. He, he'll do a yeah. little tiny something in a game and it's I mean, fine. Um, but he's not even as good as like Eli Rogers, who was not a great wide receiver, but but he was a competent. Currently you know, in the slot. XFL, by the way. Is yeah. I mean, you yeah. ideally, and and I mean ideally, you want your slot guy to get at least fifty grabs a year, right? Yeah, at least sure. Fifty, forty, like, at least forty. Minimum. Yeah, I mean, you know, depending and, on how how good your tight end is, right? And, yeah. And, in a, in a passing league, and I know, like you could still be a a pat. Look at the Chiefs; they're a pass heavy team, but they also run the ball efficiently. Yep. Um, you know, I, I said Robert Woods because he has tons of slot experience. He's he's a ten year vet. He's looking for probably looking for that final contract. So I think he might maybe have maybe have outpriced the Steelers. I don't I don't know that, but mm-hmm. but we talked about this on the show. You got George Pickens, and you got Deontay Johnson, and and George Pickens has proven to also be a deep threat. Um, yeah, Big Ben's brother, Anthony Miller, like, I mean, no disrespect to any of these guys, but, like, you got Pickens, you got Deontay, you got Muth, and then after that, you got... Ah, who, I and mean, and Miller, Miller had that experience with Trubisky, and, mm-hmm. and I think they were banking on a little bit of that relationship, and then he got hurt. You know, but, so okay, like, Anthony Miller is 28 years old. And right. If we, if we are still waiting for Anthony Miller to break out at 28 years old. No, nah, I, I don't think it's it's so much about a breakout as we, it is. Maybe he can be that veteran guy, but nah, you, can't, you can't be if you're not nah. healthy. And it isn't just that at some point to be that veteran guy, you had to have performed. Yeah. 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 And. And, and I, I, nah. I know DH, people, people, anytime, anytime I tweet this, anytime I tweet this about like, they need a Cautry or DHB. They're like, people DH- love your tweets. Yeah. I know. They're like, <laughs> DHB didn't do anything. It's like DHB though, was a number one pick overall. He got drafted by the Raiders yep. and he never, he never, he never performed to that first no. round pick status, but the dude 
was so grounded and kept it all together. He was never in trouble. He was never a bad it wasn't teammate. Just that the dude was a freak athlete. His, yes, and his and teammates respected his ability. Great special teamer. And yeah, and he had a sixty-yard house call against the Dolphins. Yep. In 2016, that might be the longest run for a touchdown by a Steeler in the last 10 Greatest years. Greatest play I've ever what seen I'm, what I'm him saying. make as yeah. a Steeler, though, was versus the Browns on a pick. A pick six. It should have been a pick six. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And he smacked that ball out of the guy's hand at the two-yard line. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know how that – I don't even know how he caught the guy. He caught him from behind. Smacked the ball out of his hand. He didn't even go for the tackle. He went for the ball. Ball came out. Steelers recovered. I was like, yes. That reversal of fortune brought to you by Because Cleveland. (laughs) But but, George makes a good point. Miles Boykin, stout, good special teams player. Great. dude, too. Keep him. Keep him. Yes, absolutely. You still need a veteran contributor on offense. Like right. You, Fuck you, you, no, I would not bring back Gunner. Fuck no. You got it. No. <laughs> Fuck no. I like that we're having two different conversations. Ryan's talking and Ben's talking to the no, guy. Sorry, Ryan. Hey, I, Gunner, I Gunner was part of the group down there in uh, Florida throwing with Kenny and Mitch. You Fuck. Know? They, it was Fuck nice Olszewski. He is worthless. That is an empty fucking uniform. No. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say yeah. it. If he was worth something, the Patriots probably wouldn't have let him go. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong or right? Well, I'd say you're right. Yeah. Because, like, Edelman never left. Hogan never yeah, left. Yeah, I'm sure, George. Uh, fucking Danny Amendola left. It sucked. And then he went back and won a Super Bowl. Of so course. it's like, so it's just kind of like, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I just, I bring that up because I, like I said, I heard a lot about the receiver class you know a lot of the experts just aren't crazy about it there's a lot of good talent but not it's not what it's been and then you know you do look at the corners man the corners are just there's 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 it's it's bountiful um there there's guys that you're going to be able to look at in literally every round um and as ben alluded to you know ian can you see them doubling up on a cornerback they could i mean it and really, the corner situation kind of depends on what they do with the guys on the roster. Because Levi Wallace was signed to a two-year deal. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Akella Weatherspoon still has a year left on his two-year deal. And we've talked about this before, that those two-year deals are basically one year with a team option yeah. for a second year. Sure. So, you know, I mean, William Jackson's going to be gone. Cam Sutton's going to be a free agent. So, in theory, they have Levi Wallace and Akella Weatherspoon under contract, but... Weatherspoon was hurt all last year and wasn't very effective when he did play. And Wallace was kind of hit and miss. Um, He made some good plays. He made some bad plays. So I don't know. Um, But yeah, I could, I could definitely see them, you know, double dipping at that position. Mm -hmm. Although my feeling is if you're not going to take a corner in the top 40 picks, so we have two picks in the top 40 this yep. year. If you're not taking one in the top 40, it's really not worth drafting one at all. You're better off signing them in free agency. You know, yeah. I, since we're on the subject of the, the picks, you know, Ian alluded to this twice in the last two weeks. The possibility that the Steelers might move back into the first round to, to get that fifth-year option, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be very expensive from 32 Depending how far they moved, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, but but getting 
just getting into the tail end. Yeah, yeah. going up to 30, going up two picks doesn't yeah. cost you that much. Would, wouldn't cost you that much. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I I I think that, I like the idea. I think it's I, enticing. Yeah, it's it's very enticing. Um the other option is you never know what they're going to do with 17, right? They could trade up, they could trade down, they could sure. do I mean, uh, Omar ain't Kevin, so you never know when it comes down to it. If right. he gets a really good offer for someone to move up, someone to, you know, you never know. Would let, let, let's say they've used their 17th pick and and they're sitting there with 32 and they'd mm-hmm. like to move up, would you burn that next pick in the second round to move up? Oh no, 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 no. Oh no. hell no. Yeah, see I wouldn't either. So we're talking about very small movements then. Yeah. 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 I, no, I, I mean we're we're talking about we're talking about getting to the tail end of the first round and there's a guy there that you covet. Right? Yeah. And he's, you know, he's he's falling and you you don't think he's going to last the next handful of picks. And so you move back in to grab him. Maybe. I mean and you may, you're right, as as Ian just pointed out, you know, I mean, they, they traded back for Casey Hampton. Mm-hmm. And that was a damn good pick, for example. Yes, that was and, a very quality selection. And that's you know, I'd, I'd love to have a Casey Hampton right now. I would love it. And, and that that's the thing that, that, like, this is all so fluid, right? Like, yeah, like they whether they mock based on what they think other teams are going to do, or mm-hmm. whether they mock based on if they had this pick, they'd do this. As this all unfolds, you know, if they're sitting there at 32 and they're like, well, shit, I know these next four play, these next four teams aren't going to pick this player that we want, so I'm not going to move, right? But if mm-hmm. they say, shit, ah, 29, they might take it, they might take the guy that we want. Then, then you try to make a deal. But, you get into a, a William Jackson situation, you know, where, where he's your guy, and the Bengals are sitting right in uh, front yeah, of you. And they take the Bengals, you know, yeah, the Bengals. Now the here's Bengals, a team. the The Bengals have uh, trolled. A, the Bengals have trolled a lot of Steelers drafts. A lot. Andrew Billings too, right? Billings. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 a whole no, no. lot of them. It's like, I mean, and you know, yes, the Steelers used to send out purposely sent out disinformation on For their sure. draft picks and seemed like they're really interested in a guy they were not going to fucking take. Uh, Andrew Billings was one of them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Andrew the... Billings wouldn't have lasted training camp with John Mitchell. I'm telling you. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> really? yeah. So I, I was looking at this. I'm just going to throw this out there as an option, just because we're talking about the 32nd pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they traded their and Mark mentioned their two second round picks, so I was just looking at it. If they if they wanted to trade with let's say Buffalo at twenty seven, okay. they could go from thirty two to twenty seven, give Buffalo the forty ninth pick and get the fifty ninth pick back from Buffalo. So basically an even swap, right? Buffalo moves back in the first round, up in the second round. We keep our second round pick, just move back to Buffalo's pick. So we'd move back ten picks in 10 the second spots. round to move up five spots into the first round 
to get yeah. that. And that's so that's not a bad deal, right? You don't lose any of your picks. You just slide back. It's already the doing the fucking math. I, I'm saying, man, you're all all 45 days away. You got an 8 by 8 draft board. You know what I'm saying, like, I haven't even looked. I, there's like these names. I love it. These names in the chat, and we love your engagement. Please keep it going. But I'm like, who the fuck is Christian Gonzalez? I'm like, Scarf, man, you got to get on the way. God dude. damn, dude, seriously? Gonzalez, Gonzalez may not make it to 17. For the Texas Rangers. He may not make it to 17. No. Gonzalez is that fucking He's good. He's a stud. I'm just saying. No, I just love him. Like, I would, I, okay. if they could get him, I would be so excited. I would be like, yes, I know it's a corner and it's a first round pick. But, and I don't care. No, I it's know. Goddamn, but this, his footwork but this is, is so good. You're already, you're already mentally prepared to draft a guy that's probably not even going to be there. So, like, He's why not. are you investing so much into this right now? I when, would be excited. But I, I don't see it happening. That's I, what we know. do. I understand that, but after pro day, you could probably be like, "All right, all right." You know, the chips of uh, some of the chips have fallen, but I mean, you're all like, you're all talking about this, but you know. I'm telling you right now, you know they're taking Joey Porter Jr. at 17. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. I'm telling you this don't right now. Don't put that shit out there. And and I'm Look, telling I, you. I don't, I don't hate Joey and, Porter Jr. No, I don't, as a I don't player. Either. And it'll be the um, third year in a row that I, I hate the pick, not the player. <laughs> I just don't want him at 17. Um, if, they, if they got him at like 32, I would I, be fine yes. with it. I'm I would Google be okay that. with it. Yep. Um, but 17 is, is too rich. I, I agree. I am 100% I, is, on board with that. You know, he is, he is a bump man or man corner. He's great. Um, he likes contact. Yep. Um, that's how he maintains distance distance with receivers. I think his footwork is marginal. Um, I'm, you know, he's a good, a good, uh, run support corner. I'll yep. give him that. And you know the Steelers like that, but the Steelers also like their corners to be able to play zone and man zone, or, or excuse me, uh, off man and uh, yeah, man zone too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ben's in the man zone. Right. I'm serious though. Think about this. They no, do this thing. Right. They do this thing, and and, and Deshae Townsend talked about it, and then um, what's his fuck talked about it later. They they play kind of a man zone kind of a deal where they line up in zone, and then. They play man later based upon the guy they match up with after their, you know, the guy comes into their zone, which the whole thing to me is just, it's fucking off. It's weird. But their defense is complicated. It is. You know, that, that's they, never they, like, they like guys that play off the ball, which Joey Porter Jr. is not. He's no. not an off the ball guy. That ain't who he is. No. Hypothetical, hypothetical question here. Oh, love the hypotheticals. Would you rather the Steelers draft Joey Porter Jr. at 17 or they draft Dino Tomlin in the seventh <laughs> round? <laughs> you asshole. Is he eligible? Tomlin draft eligible? Yes. He is. I believe he, he is. He was at Boston College last year, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh... Yes. I mean, I'm being a dick, but I'm just I'm seriously no, asking I, the question. Well, I, I, on a little bit on that note, I, there, I'd rather they drafted Joey Porter Jr. If that there, was the there old, is a corner, the yeah, there's a corner out of Maryland that is apparently screaming up the draft boards, and we know Tomlin's relationship with Maryland. Um, so Dino Tomlin was only a redshirt junior; he's got one more year. 
But I thought, but I thought he he tweeted he, something. Re- did he, he tweeted something recently declare? about like I'm gonna get drafted or something? So I assume did he, he declare? I I I, yeah, I, I, I don't follow Dino Tomlin on on the Twitter, so nor do I. I follow Pebbles Tomlin, but not Dino. Pebbles. Um, yeah, Flint Flintstones reference, Scarps. Oh, I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. So what? What's the one position, Ian, that if the Steelers drafted, you would just you would literally during our live podcast, you'd be like, "That's it for me. I'm out of here." Punter, kicker. I don't know. Wow. Uh, long snapper. Um, I've been on. I, I've been on a live podcast where they took a, light, a long snapper. Oh, we, we've been yeah. there, Emily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, a long snapper? What honestly, the fuck? Honestly, the the only pick I wouldn't understand would be quarterback. Like yeah. I could I could understand a pick at any other position. Um and, and I could probably justify it. Even, you know, edge rusher, you could say Alex Highsmith's got one year left. They've got TJ Watt who's making the most money of any outside linebacker in the any edge rusher in the league. That's they don't want to pay Highsmith. You need some depth there for this year plus you need a future starter. You know, I could I could justify in my head any position, even center. You could say, okay, you, Mason Cole was all right. You can move him to guard. Mm-hmm. You have this now lockdown center um, guard. You could say, oh, Kevin Dotson was kind of weak. If, if you there know. was, there's there's not a, a center in this no. class that's worthy of a first round pick. But let's just say hypothetically there were there were a Marquise Pouncey in this class. You could mm-hmm. absolutely justify that because mm-hmm. yes, you can then move Mason Cole over to compete actually have real competition with Kevin yeah. Dotson as opposed to last year where there was no competition for Kevin Dotson. Yeah, and, man, you know, and, and both players stuff. would probably get better as a result. So, yeah, I agree with you, but center isn't going to happen. Um, I, I think wide receiver would probably be the most surprising in the first round just because the first round receivers tend to be the outside guys, and we have mm-hmm. two outside receivers right now. What we really need is a slot receiver. Yeah. Um, but what we really need on offense is game-breaking players that can score anytime they touch the ball. We don't really have no, any no. of those guys right now. We have that one. Big yards after the catch guys that can. We have can one. Really, we have open one guy that's up. capable of that. His name is Zach George Gentry. Dickens. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they and they refused. George and they refused. This is. Go ahead. I was say this is actually a really good tight end draft class, and if they do Excellent let Gentry go, yep. you know, I could even see justifying. You know, Fryer's had some concussions. You want to have another? I I would buy it. Like, I would. I could I could justify in, the first in round? my head. Yeah, I I, I, I would like it, Ben, but I could see yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the value would have to be so high that you just couldn't pass up on the guy, you know? Yeah. Okay. And again, I mean, Gronk was a second rounder. I'd be like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. But but so so to that point about you know a guy with so much burner. value. That's okay. that. No, it is not Kendrick Green's breakout year. He'll be, Kendrick Green will be a Patriot. Kendrick Green year. will be a fucking. So, he will be a, a Cleveland Brown by August, late so August. So what, what happens? What happens Patriots? if because Clem, Clem, Clem? Yeah, you're right. Clem is on the and that, on staff, isn't he? Yeah. What Clem. happens if Bijan Robinson is sitting there at 17? You know, oh. I don't know who that is. Um, he's the running back from Texas. He is. He is he's, good. Really good. He's um, really, really good. I, I don't think they take up a, a running back. I, I don't either. But if, if we're but gonna, he is good you know, and he might be there. Yeah. And that's he's a guy I can see falling there. And, and then he, you get into that tight yeah. end conversation. 
you know, what, what if the Robinson, mayor? Kid, I don't love Robinson's you know, um, his blitz pickup. Um, but well, I, if, I, I love I love everything else about him. Like, yeah, you need to do some homework. Right. If, well, if yeah. Bijan Robinson is there, that's when you start fielding phone it's calls from guys starts. in the early 20s. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, what, you're, you're what do you want right. to give us to move back like three yeah. or four spots in this draft? Yeah, yeah. I'm on 31 different phones right now. Yeah. yeah. Who, who wants to move up <laughs> yeah. here? Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I agree like, with that. Uh, uh, do we take I just, I just, I don't want us to get in that position where we feel like we got to take somebody. Yeah, no. You know, I think and, there's enough guys that being at 17, only 16 players are going to get taken before us. So there's enough guys that someone's going to be there. It might yes. be a bit of, of a surprise, like that safety from Alabama that I talked about at the beginning of the show. Ooh, but, you, but you could justify that, right? Yes, you, you could, could say, plug him in next to Minka. You can do a whole bunch of shit. And, you know, so, yeah, I think there's – there's there's options that we're we're gonna have options this year is where black I'm black and yellow texas steel appreciate that comment he said con is going to go by the book in his first draft i don't see any surprise picks and that is a very very good point because as much as this is an opportunity for omar to, to say hey kevin's not here anymore i'm in mm-hmm. charge there's still art there's still coach tomlin mm-hmm. there's still he still got a, a scouting staff uh, that is is well versed and well 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 experienced. Um, I tend to agree with that. Steal Dad for your question. Uh, I'm going to tell you this right now, and it's probably recency bias. But mm-hmm. if they take an inside linebacker in the first round, I might throw up. Um, <laughs> okay, I, but I, but there really isn't a guy in this class at, I mean, at 17. No, at so 17, I'm saying, but at so, 32, th- yes, 32. At 17, if they reach for yeah. a guy, yes, not an off ball linebacker at 17. Now, here's a guy, the guy that likes posted Twitter videos of cats getting thrown. Down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, one other know, thought that I'll say yeah. about, about trading down yeah. is right now the Steelers have three picks in the top 50, which most years we've only had one pick in the top 50. So this is wild. But we also don't have any picks between 119 in the middle of the fourth round and 235 in the seventh round. So if there's an option that presents itself where you can pick up another fifth or sixth round pick in there and maybe get another like third round pick too, right? Like If there's a guy that they covet in the fifth or sixth round, I think they'll do it. Otherwise, yeah. I'll be honest, I'd rather have the first pick in the second round than the fifth and the sixth round pick. Oh, I'm not saying you yeah, give it yeah, up no, for I, those, yeah. but I'm just saying Agreed. you move down like two or three spots and pick up a, an extra fifth or sixth round pick. That, like If they trade back into those rounds, it'll probably be for future picks. Yes, yeah. I, I would tend to agree with that. Or I, a I think... player. The one thing we got to remember, maybe somebody will give us a six for Gunnar Olszewski. Somebody's going to trade up and reach for a quarterback, too. Probably not, but maybe. And that's going to create another log jam in the first round. So somebody's going to, you know, somebody's probably going to sneak up there and take Anthony Richardson because everybody's hot to trot on his ceiling and everything else. Will Levis, you know, so I I think it's going to push somebody to us that that we're really going to have to sit there and go, holy shit. And 
agreed still that and also i'm telling you right now the bears are going to trade out of that first oh, for pick. sure 100 because do everything they i guess they're not taking a quarterback and they believe no. in, they definitely believe in fields and and i tell you what man i know you I, hate they fantasy, should. I, I know you hate fantasy football ben but like that dude last year was like unbelievable whatever in fantasy football my but, thing okay. is this at the Just end say. of the day if they wanted to trade kenny pickett and like a second round pick for justin fields i would probably say yeah let's do it what 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 really yeah really really wow i don't think i would do that i would do it in a fucking flash yeah i'd do it too i i like fields athleticism but my guy's got the accuracy of of uh, of an old school machine gun i mean the bears um, the bears offensive line is fucking terrible he oh can't it is his, he can't set his feet and he's got no receivers he I, I can't get it. set his feet his best, just say he's got no receivers. his best receiver is a Steeler. Um, his, well, no, he tight can't, end. He yeah, can't true, set true. his feet. When you no. watch him play, the guy can't set his feet. I agree. If he can set his feet, he'd be better. Um, I did want to slow the fuck down. I did want to talk about one other item uh, not related to the draft. And, and some of you saw that this week the NFL released or the NFLPA released a little free agent survey of about 1,300 players. Mm. Um, and I, know, they, I wonder when you get to this. They they gave grades to the 32 NFL teams on everything Here from we go. Uh, nutrition to strength conditioning coaches, weight facilities, locker room I want facilities. I to about that. Uh, the Steelers finished 22nd. Overall, um, a couple of the areas that they were really hammered at was um, uh, players' families. I believe that got like a D or a D minus. D minus. And the locker room was also graded very, very poorly. Yeah, that's and been a thing for years, though. We knew that. It, it has. And, you know, Mark Cabali, uh, who, who's been a longtime beat writer and, and now for The Athletic, you know, he, he made the point. And I don't know if I agree or disagree. I haven't thought about it that much, but he made the point that it's going to be hard to ever really have all of the best amenities as long as you keep sharing with Pitt. Um, True. Be, because, and I see his point. I, I do. Um, but is is there is there some merit to what some of these players are saying, Scarps? Oh, God damn it. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah baby. It's well, time for you to talk some shit. Stop well, being nice. Well, Casey, talk about so, talk the way you really talk and slack. Go ahead. So do it. Casey, do it. Casey is going to address this shortly. But oh, um, I knew it. Um, all right. So I I just want to say this. Be honest. I, I am. Yeah, I am being honest. I'm very grateful for my time with the Steelers. <laughs> they, no, I, I, no, serious. I, I listen. I know, I know, I've had I some know wine. you are. I know, I know. Big Ben's burner. I just got back from book club. I'm having some wine. So. <laughs> But I am grateful. They took a chance on a kid out of college, and I worked there for seven years, and I gained invaluable experience. Um, Daniel Jones wants forty-five million. In part, yeah, okay. Part of that, part of that, part of that was getting to sort of take in the surroundings and the and the freebies. <laughs> Daniel Jones Sorry. wants what forty-five million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Per, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. I'm so sorry. Big Ben just say that was just so funny. Just say ass massages. (laughs) I've never seen those two words together before. So (laughs) Mitch Trubisky has better numbers than Daniel Jones, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And and a better record too. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Daniel Jones asking for 45 billion is the funniest thing I've heard in a month. Um. So. So I am I am grateful for my time. They took a chance on me. I got to work there for seven season. I got to I got to. All right, I got to get the ass. Let's get to the point. All right. So. <laughs> Ryan's actually giving nice. me massages. Good job, yeah. Mark. So oh. anyway, so so uh, I, I I got to work out for free, which was great. But oh. uh, for a very long time, the gym there was worse than my high school gym, um, oh. and I would take and I would take free agents on visits. And I, you know, I would always save the six trophies for last for a very specific reason. <laughs> it's because everything else sucked. <laughs> so we would go into the locker room and they'd be like, man, I was just, I just visited Tampa Bay and they have like, you know, they have like, they have plugs in your locker and like, you can like charge your phone and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but we have a wooden safe. Have you ever seen one of those? Um, the locker room is small. There's never enough. There's never enough lockers. Um, yeah, only when there's small. 53 guys. When there's 90 guys, they have to actually bring in like shitty gym. It's unbelievable. And then I'd go to the weight room, and the weight room looked like shit. And on the benches was like embroidered with Super Bowl XL champions, and they'd be like, free agents would be like. Didn't you win Super Bowl 43? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about that. You know, don't worry about that. And then we go to the training room and they and they'd be like, is this it? I'm like, yeah, but I mean, we got a we got a hot tub. Hot tub. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's a little Eddie Murphy joke. But yeah, uh, the facilities are lacking. Um and Casey will talk about this in a little bit. Um okay. but but overall. Um, they outgrew the South side a long, long time ago. Um, they share a facility with Pitt. Um, and Didn't I, you say the Pitt side was nicer. Oh, well, Casey, you'll talk about this later, but yeah, the Pitt <laughs> side is way nicer. The weight room is way nicer. And now I'll give credit where it's due. Give credit where it's due. Uh, they did make upgrades to the facility recently. Um, they updated the weight room and the weight room is wonderful, but mm-hmm. I, I just want to say this. I, I want to say this. All you need to know about the Steelers facility Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that the practice fields, okay? So a normal goal line to goal line in an NFL stadium is 100 yards, correct? Uh, Yes. The Steelers practice fields from goal line to goal line are 80 yards. Oh. And from end line of the end zone to end line of the end zone, they're 100 yards. Because somebody was like, you know what? Those 12. 20 extra yards that don't nah. fit within the budget, okay? <laughs> like who needs them? I'll never forget that. So they need now they just need out of curiosity, uh Ryan, uh when you were working out at the Steelers facility, uh yeah. did you typically like spot for James Harrison? <laughs> or... I remember I'll I'll never did you speak him. to James Harrison while he was working out. <laughs> I never spoke to him when he was working out, but there was one time probably for the I, best. There was one time um at training camp where I hit a I hit a PR on a pers- personal record for all you for all you non-gym folks out there. No, I'm just being a dick. Um I I close gripped bench pressed. 135. 
No, more than that. But I one eighty five. Shut, shut up, Jesus Christ! Let me finish it. One sixty five. Sorry, um, I went high. I closed grip bench press for for my best set of five ever, and like I was really proud of myself. What was the yeah. weight? Maybe two oh five. See, Ryan, I mean, Ben's I mean, the I'm guy one, that immediately says, "Hey, what'd you bench?" I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm one seventy. I'm being a dick. One seventy. Sorry. I'm one seventy. It was okay, like two oh five for five close that. grip. That's pretty good. I'm whatever, and I was very oh, proud. And I was very okay, proud of myself. Good, good, good. Yeah. And all right. It, Harrison, who, who probably J- Debo worked out for about the fifteenth time that day, was like, "That's bitch weight." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> thank you, James. Appreciate you." And then he realized, like, and then I think he realized that, like, I like literally, I was like, that was like the most weight I've ever lifted. He's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." I was like, "Thank, thank you." He's a, listen. He's intimidating as fuck, and I would never want to play against him. But he was actually like deep down, he was like a good dude, and he just like fucking with you. So right on. But yes, beautiful, yes, beautiful. Harrison probably used me as yeah. a way. Yeah. So no, no. So, uh, I, I actually have a comment going back to what Ryan said yeah. about <laughs> what the Steelers' field, right, being only eighty yards long. So the problem here is, I was actually I was looking at it on the map because I know where their stadium yeah. is or the the practice the facility. facility is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. The problem is. They have a river on one side and railroad tracks on the other side. So there really right. wasn't room to, to put it in build there. Unless Which they means they need another facility someplace else. Yes. And yes. to be or fair though, the road, <laughs> they could the road could have ended where they wanted it to. The because at the time there was nothing past that road. So basically what happened is Dan gave in because it was Pittsburgh and they wanted the road to end here. Well, there's there's so, more stuff that yeah. got built beyond, beyond. Where their facility but, is now. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't. So maybe they said maybe they said in the proposal, Ian. Ian's. I'm not allowed to say. I don't know. Ian's a fucking. Ian is a master planner. Right. Very brilliant planner. Ian is a master planner and also a master garbage collector. Uh, whatever. But but no, Go Ian. On. Like I, Ian, I, I thought he about is. That, I thought about that many times because <laughs> that road was not there until they built that facility. So yeah. I, I felt that they could have just cut it off at that point because Pitt has a hundred Pitt has a normal size field at the very end. So it's like it funneled out. So I, I think shorter. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Can we get past the field thing for just a second? Sorry, I and, yes. and talk about years. where yeah. they did poorly and where they did well. They're cheap too. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we the can treat, do that. Sorry. Treatment of families um, they did badly. Uh training yeah. room that I Ryan's already alluded to. They right. also got a D minus they did badly. And the uh, locker room thing, locker seems- room, they got a D plus. The yeah. treatment of families thing, they they got they they scored poorly because they don't have daycare during games. Yeah, they which don't is have a big a, deal. I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. With like, that's you. not that, that, that hard to do. I I agree. And and you don't necessarily need to do it on site. You could do it at fucking I don't know, like stage AE. I don't know, but I know that that faci- that stadium. People don't realize how small that stadium is compared to other stadiums it, in the it, league. Yeah. That's a great point. It's, it's not small. It's not yeah. a big stadium. They they don't have like meeting rooms. They don't have like extra space for for events. Yeah, like they do in other stadiums in other cities. What? Seriously, I mean, no, like no, no. like Seattle is not a big stadium by comparison to other stadiums in the league. It's way bigger than, than it, well. Field. Our, our our buddy Matt, who does the behind the scenes stuff here at Steel City Blitz, he was out in Vegas 
during the Pro Bowl. Yeah. He said Allegiant Stadium. He said Heinz Field could fit inside of it at least twice. I agree. It's that big. And the Arizona Stadium. Yes. That's another one. Same deal. Yep. Heinz Field could fit inside it twice. Yep. I think Hall of Famer Rick has made a comment about how big it was. Yeah. And anyway, the uh, point being, I agree with what Ian said. It's a huge deal. Huge. Daycare for families and then like a family meeting room, like for players' families where they Post-game. can go, like all of them, all the families, they all get the same treatment. They're all treated well. They're all important. All of that. The Steelers don't have that. And, no. and most teams do. So, it, it, yeah, they scored poorly there. And then it, the locker room, the Steelers' locker room has been a, a point of contention for players for a long and, time. And, and, Ben, to that point, to the thing that I, I talked about when I, I wrote up the article last night about this was that a lot of these young men come from college programs where their individual lockers are, are literally high-tech yeah. Stations. Yes. I, I, I have you have, seen the fucking LSU locker room or I, any or, locker room in the SEC down the road? Yeah. Or, yeah. or my Western or Michigan USC, University or USC or UCLA? Yeah. It's I, fucking ridiculous. They have their own TVs. They have their ridiculous. own video systems, charging ports. Yes. They have all. I that can stuff. sit here and fuck around and play video games in my locker. Yes, it's all there. Which you want to watch? You want to uh, watch tape? On a on a thirty two inch screen right, right in your locker. Sure, yeah, Ooh. no, it's actually a forty three, but well, sure. exactly. Um, but, but that's it. Where did they do well? The Steelers did well. Uh, they did service, well in uh, food service and nutrition. They and, did and, well. And strength coaches. Strength coaches. They did well in the training staff, which these are important things. Yeah. They did well on team travel. So it's a mixed bag, but Agreed. obviously they can improve. Yeah. They can improve, and that that's the point is that the Steelers, as a group, can improve. Sometimes surveys like this are painful, but they're helpful. Very helpful. Yep. But this is my thing. And, you know, it's not like they had rats in their locker room, all right, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, or they had – Or Oakland they had, Raiders. They had or the old coaches. Oakland Alameda Coliseum. That's right. <laughs> Actually, the Raiders scored really well on this on this. They, they did. And yeah. So setting that aside for a second, the, the Ravens, Apparently, there's a giant disconnect between the strength training uh, coaches and the training staff. Like, they hate each other. And so, a lot of guys are getting injured because of those strength training coaches. Mm -hmm. Which is, that's a huge fucking deal. That's huge. And there's been a lot of guys coming out on Twitter from the Ravens that said, like, I I had season-ending injuries. I I love it because I hate the fucking Ravens, as you all know. But it's a big, big deal i i fucking love it ravens facility beautiful immaculate strength and conditioning coaches shite you know like yeah right and and you know i mean you know that it could be worse though yeah remember when the browns had the whole thing where everybody just kept 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 catching um fucking uh staff over and over and (laughs) over and over and over and over and over again that shit was nasty. That oh, terrible. is terrible. fucking disgusting. Yep. And they, I, I mean, I, you know, couldn't it happen to a nicer franchise. Who'd no. you say? The Browns. Browns. Infection. Staff infections. Over. Yeah. Wasn't it the Giants too? 
that, no, I it was, they went through it. No, 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 no. It was no? it was the it was the Browns and the Jags. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was the Giants. I thought the Giants because Lawrence Tynes, their kicker, had it. Yeah, they, they had, had they had an incident. Bad. They yeah. had an incident, but 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 yeah. they they said that he caught it in the hospital. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, I he, had to... it, he had it bad enough that I thought it, he thought he was going to lose his leg. Yeah. Yes. And, and who was it? Was it the Cardinals that was like one of three teams in the league that like makes guys pay for their own lunches at the facility? I thought there that was, was the Bengals. Maybe oh, I could easily see Bengals doing that. There was there was, was one Bengals. of them that was like they make the players pay for their own. But it wasn't like it wasn't facility. like a, a lot of money. But it was like the it was the principle. It was like right. the comment really, of the day right there. Yeah, it was like you you make us go through the cafeteria and then like pay for our lunch. Like there's yeah. a, there's a fucking there's a cash register at the end of the line where you make us pay, yeah, and we damn. fucking work here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It, not to put any pressure, but is Casey Kasem ready to roll? Always. Oh, are we one twenty in? We really are. We have been <laughs> we have been cruising. Uh, Casey Kasem, ladies and gentlemen. Casey Kasem. <sighs> Casey's coast to coast, American top forty. Hold on, time out. We have to do this again. Hold on. <laughs> American <laughs> top forty. You wrote it on your phone. I had to. I, I did this late. There it is. Casey is coast to coast. American top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was March 2nd, 1994. Ryan from Ooh. Pittsburgh writes, Dear Casey, as you may have heard earlier this week, the NFLPA released a report card that graded each team in a variety of categories. The Steelers did not fare too well in multiple categories, including the current status of the UPMC Rudy Sports Complex. The players that weighed in, much like the Rolling Stones, couldn't get no satisfaction. This, of course, led the chatter on Steelers' Twitter about upgrading the facility and stadium, perhaps even building new modern state-of-the-art facilities. Purely hypothetical, all speculation, but plenty of injures needed to be talked off the ledge as they clutched their black and gold pearls, fearing that one day the team might actually not have a stadium within the city of Pittsburgh. Now... I don't want to shatter your Yinzer hearts by saying there's a good chance the Steelers will, in fact, one day have a stadium outside the facility, outside the city. But I will die on this hill. The Steelers absolutely need their own facility. While it has been upgraded over the years, overall, it's as old as that x-ray machine back in Oakland in 2018. (laughs) Casey, as you know, the Steelers share the facility with the University of Pittsburgh which is where Steelers' first-round pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, Kenny Pickett, God damn it. (laughs) I wonder how many professional sports franchises – I'm sorry, I wonder how many NFL teams share a facility with a college team. Hell, I wonder how many professional sports franchises share a facility with a college team. The Steelers remind me of a recent college graduate that has too much pride to move back home but puts an ad on Craigslist that says – I need a roommate. And then the roommate moves in and he has the nicer side of the apartment. <laughs> you heard that right, Casey. Pitt's side of the facility is nicer than the Steelers. It's time the Steelers channel their channel their inner Billy Joel and be moving out. In the meantime, Steelers brass is in Indianapolis for the NFL combine trying to find the next, next batch of greats. I'm sure they're asking them the tough questions like, 
Was your BAC higher than your GPA? <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> how many That's naked laps? How many naked laps have you done? And do you know where I can find some weed? <laughs> Rest assured, if you're at the combine, the Steelers will find out about you. Ryan, I like your style. Up three spots this week to number thirty. Here's the Gin Blossoms off their album, New Miserable Experience, with Found Out About You. <laughs> nice. Jesus wow. I fucking love it. And you did that, you threw that together right before the show? Oh, uh, it's like 9.54. I was like, oh my Jesus God. Jesus Christ. It's just not it's good. like some ADHD I work best under pressure. Yeah, it yes. Wonderful yeah. work. That was fantastic. Was, wow. <laughs> You know, I think you can see the gin blossoms, by the way, at a casino near you. Say. Um, <laughs> you know what? I saw I saw the gin blossoms and um and uh who the fuck is the guy who the refreshments in Arizona in the nineties? Oh Same show. God damn it was good. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. These guys opened up and that was like the refresh who who are these guys? The refreshments. The refreshments? Really? Yes. They were so fucking good. Oh, yeah. You guys are missing out. Uh, apparently. I'm telling you, listen. Listen in. All right. We're getting out of here. The uh, uh, camp combine continues through the weekend. Only 90 we'll be minutes. Playing, paying plenty of attention to that. Of course, Scarpino will be. He's got to learn some of these damn names for crying out loud. Scarpino. Uh, be that as it may. But anyway, thanks so much to everybody. We love uh, having our loyal viewers join us every single week on the show thanks so much to all you guys yeah you guys uh, are awesome thanks for and, joining us yeah, every week thank you and, even uh, when we change the dates and times you guys are still here it's great yeah it's amazing they, they it's like they they completely you know move their entire schedule around us which is really sad quite frankly <laughs> we love you guys but thank you guys we do anyway we'll uh we'll be back next thursday uh and this is uh still dead for these guys Signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Go there for strength training, though. <laughs> <laughs>